Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm here with Denise Renner. I'm so glad you're here, sweetheart. And Thank Joel you. Renner and Paul Renner. I just wish that Philip Renner was with us, but he's not because he's doing what he's supposed to do. And here we are. We're doing what we're supposed to do. And I told you that every day this week, we're going to be talking to you about what's happening in our part of the world. And honestly, it's changing every day. It's changing by the hour. It's changing by the hour. Sometimes, Paul, it feels like it's changing by the minute. Yes. I mean, even, even every day this week, we've been having meetings. If you heard the meetings that we're having, your head would spin. All the things we're talking about, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? It's a lot of theoretical conversations because that could really take place. Because we want to continue. We want to continue what we we're called to do. We want to do everything we can possible, possibly do to make sure that all the ministry that we're continually, what we're doing right now continues with as little as possible disruption or even without a bump. And so we're having to go through all these different scenarios of what if, what if, what if, and can we do something in that case? And if we can do it, then let's go ahead and do it. You know, the book of Proverbs says that there's counsel, there's, there's wisdom among counselors, and it says through much counsel make war. Well, these are like strategic meetings to figure out how to keep preaching the gospel with interruptions. And so far, we haven't had any interruptions. But you know what? If you don't think about what if, sometimes you're in trouble. Now, you can be paralyzed by what if questions. We are not. We're not. We're looking for opportunity. And you know, Denise and I last year published our book called Unlikely. It's our testimony. The entire unlikely story of ours is that we were here during moments when things fell apart and great doors of opportunity were opened. And right now there's a great door of opportunity. You know, there's different kinds of doors. The Apostle Paul wrote and he said, pray for me because a great door has been opened unto me of the Lord. And then he adds, and there are many adversaries. Big doors and adversaries usually go together. So you have to have the boldness to walk through the doors when they open. You know, and sometimes when a door opens, you don't have time to pray. It's open. You either walk through it or you don't. But when a great door opens, there's also opponents, there's troubles, there's adversaries. But the gospel thrives in that. It just thrives in that. And that's our job right now, Denise. You know, Paul, I like the word you said, continue, because I was thinking about Jesus, because if he had stopped when, whenever there was a conflict, whenever there was a problem. He would have stopped all the time. They, they called him a demon. They cast him. They told him to leave the city after he cast out all those demons out of that one man. You would think that they loved him. They told him to leave. A whole city told him to leave. But he just continued delivering people and raising the dead and speaking life. And that's what we've got to do. I love that word, Paul. Continue. We must continue. You. Amen, Joel. I was, yeah, I was just talking about these meetings that we've been having, and I have to tell you, you have to be extremely honest whenever you're talking about what's the next step. Because we, you know, if you have a concern, you need to share that concern with someone you trust. And through those that honest conversation, we can figure out what to do. And I can... We're looking for opportunities of how to reach people with the gospel. You know, how do we continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in peace? Mm -hmm. People are reaching out to us and they have questions. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say about what's going on? Are we in the last days? Of course we are. And, and so many things are, is this the tribulation? And, 
It no, or, no, it's not the tribulation. People it are feels asking like questions. But, you know, I want to say something else, too, about our ministry and our organization, that we're really level-headed people. And the way that we have built our ministry, we have certain leaders, we meet together, logical thinkers, very reasonable, faith-filled people, reasonable that they are able to look at the scenario the way it really is, but, but make an analysis of what needs to be done. And we are not people who give, give way to panic or a spirit of fear. We just don't do that. We don't have time for that. If we had done that, we would have run away a long time ago. We are very much in touch with our board of directors. And you can be sure that this ministry is not going to have a disruption. We're going to keep doing what God has called us to do. We have a whole life behind us to show that's the case. And when we say God's called us to do something, we believe God's called us to do something. And I want to say thank you to you because we're doing it because you're partners with us. Amen. You're partners with us. But tonight, I want us to go to Luke chapter 10 to an amazing verse where Jesus talks about serpents and scorpions. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks that that verse is about demons. But really, what is Jesus talking about? So let's go there and look at it, shall we? Shall we? I love this. Thank you. Let's go there. Because we're dealing right now with some serpents and scorpions on the world scene. So let's go there. And in Luke chapter 10, Jesus had sent the 70 out to preach the gospel. And the 70 found out they had authority over demons. And oh, they were so excited. And they came back just exuberant. Ah, oh, even the demons are subject to us. And so when you come to Luke 10, verse 17, it says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through thy name. And he said unto them, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And then he adds this statement in verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, he begins with the word behold. And the word behold is the Greek word edu. I'm just wondering if any render could tell me what that word behold means. It means eat. No, it does not. Edu. Joel. It means wow. It carries a sense of amazement, which means Jesus was so excited about what he himself was about to say. It's like he started with an exclamation. Wow. Oh, I can hardly wait to get this out of my mouth. Behold, listen to what I'm about to tell you. And then Jesus says, I give unto you power. The word of power, the Greek word exousia, which describes authority. It is ruling authority to do what? To tread. The word tread from the word patea means to walk on, to walk on serpents and scorpions. Now, what did he mean, serpents and scorpions? Is that just another word for demons? No, no. What is this issue of serpents and scorpions? Jesus was sending the apostles to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. What was at the ends of the earth? Exotic lands, danger. What were they going to have to face to get to the ends of the earth? Untraveled paths, dangerous Untraveled places. paths. And they were going to have to travel in areas where there were serpents and, serpents and scorpions. And a big fear for travelers at that time was in the ruts of the Roman roads, there were scorpions that were deadly. And people were afraid to travel because of scorpions. 
that if they had a fear of scorpions, then they couldn't go where they needed to go. They couldn't go. Or many times there were not roads at all, so they had to blaze a trail. And when you blaze a trail through some of those lands, guess what there are? Snakes. For example, not long ago I was filming in Turkey and we had to blaze a trail to get to some sites where I wanted to film. Denise, I'm glad you were not with me because when we began walking through the grass, you could hear the snakes moving all around us, moving out of the way. Well, if you have a fear of scorpions, it means you're stuck, you're paralyzed, you can't, you can't function. If you're afraid of snakes, then you can't blaze a new trail. And Jesus was sending the apostles into parts of the world where nobody had ever been. They were going to have to deal with serpents on the roads, with snakes out in the rough areas where they were going to have to blaze a trail. And if they had been afraid, they could have never gone. And I just want to tell you that people who play it safe all the time, they're never going to make great advancements with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say, well, you know, just play it safe. Don't go where it's dangerous. Well, hey, if that was the case, we'd, none of us would be saved. That's not how the gospel grows. Somebody had to be a missionary. Somebody had to go where nobody else had ever gone before. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to do that. We're all saved today because somebody was willing to deal with serpents and scorpions. Yeah. Serpents and scorpions for us symbolize the troubles or the unexpected things that could happen while we're doing what God told us to do. And that's what we're dealing with. And right there could now. be a lot of those. There could be, Joel. I don't know if the Apostle Paul dealt with serpents and scorpions. Oh, I'm sure that he did. But he dealt with a lot of other things also. And shipwrecks. Shipwrecks. He was beat. He was stoned. But you know what? He just kept on going. He knew the gospel was more important than how he felt. And he just kept on going, taking the word of God, and the world changed. The Lord used the Apostle Paul to change the world, and he wants to use us. And what? Jesus said, I give you authority to tread. That word tread, the word pateo, means to walk. You know, as long as you keep walking forward, you're going to be okay. But the moment you get stuck and you get paralyzed, you really are in a position where you can be assaulted. Mm. But as long as you're moving forward by faith, you have authority to keep moving forward. Denise? You know, Rick, we've been here more than three decades. We have. And, um, but I was thinking of the people who went before us. Mm -hmm. A lot of people gave their life. A lot they of did. people died in a prison. A lot of people shed their blood for the gospel's sake. And they tr they tread on those scorpions and those, and those serp serpents before us. And somebody is treading on some scorpions and, and serpents before you. Somebody made a trail for you. And in our hardship, it's just an opportunity for us to just keep making that That's trail. powerful. That's powerful. And you know, but I want us to see something else in this verse. It says, and over all, the power of the enemy. The word over in Greek is the word epi. It describes a superior position. And we have to understand we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. It doesn't matter what's going on around us, what, he, what we hear, the noise and pestilence around us, we have a superior position. We're seated with Jesus in the heavenlies. And it says over 
all the power of the enemy, the word all is a form of the Greek word pas. It is all inclusive, which means anything that's not on the list, just add it to the list. We have authority over all, over all. That means if internet, internet disruptions, we have authority over that. We have authority over communication disruptions. We have, it doesn't matter what it is, just put it on the list. Jesus said all, it is an all-inclusive word. Do we believe the gospel or not? Amen, we do. We believe it. I believe what Jesus had to say, and we are anointed for this time. We are anointed for it. Now, I have to say that maybe everybody's not anointed for what we do. Mm. But our family really is anointed. There's an apostolic anointing on our family. And we really are anointed for what we do. And we thrive in it. We thrive in it. I just think it's so wonderful that Jesus sent us into all the world and said, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions. Anything that gets in your way, you just, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't get paralyzed. Don't get stuck along the way. Just keep moving. Joel, Denise, the Paul. Other, the other night we read uh, from John chapter 16, verse 33. Yes, we did. In the, in the verse says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. He has. It's a done deal. And he's coming back for his wonderful church. And we have power. The Lord hears our petitions. And I keep on thinking about Daniel, the book of Daniel. God heard Daniel's prayers. And he hears our prayers. And sometimes you know, prayers don't seem to be answered immediately. Keep on praying. Sometimes it takes time for those prayers to be answered. But it doesn't mean you stop praying. And we need to pray for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Denise? I, I like how it says, Behold, I give you authority. He was saying, There are going to be serpents, and there are going to be scorpions, but I give you something that's greater. I give you authority. authority. Mm. And we have authority. Jesus, either, it's either true or it's not true. He said, I give it to you. But in that giving, there's a point of receiving. There's a point of believing. There's a point of using. And so when we come up to different situations, we have to say either this is true or it's not true. Okay, it's true. He gives me authority. Then I'm going to take it. You know, in Romans 1 verse 16, it says the gospel is the power of God. That's where most people stop. But what, is it, what does it say? The gospel is the power of God to him that believes. believes. <clears throat> the gospel has power, but it's ignited when you believe it. Amen. And that's true about all the promises of God. The gospel doesn't, it doesn't emit its power in everybody's life because if you don't believe it, you will not experience it. Mm -mm. But if you connect your faith to it, the gospel is full of power. It releases its power. Full of power. And we just choose to link our faith with the gospel. It is the power of God to him that believes. believes. Mm -hmm. You know, I wrote a book called The Light and Darkness. Maybe you have it. But there's a whole chapter in here where I talk about where the apostles went, what they did, how they tread on serpents and scorpions as they went to the ends of the earth. But you know, here we are. We're wrapping up our home groups this week, but we're coming to you from Moscow. And 
we're living in the middle of a very emerging situation. We have made a decision to take a kingdom position, to be available to everybody in the Russian-speaking world and the Ukrainian-speaking world, which is our family. That is our family that we embraced more than 30 years ago. We've given 30 years of our life to these nations. Nothing's changed. We love them all. And we want to be available. And this week, we have received 10,000 of prayer requests. Think about that. Think about that. And because we're here, we can respond. On Monday, Andre Vasiliev was here and he gave you several testimonies. People in bomb shelters, in bomb shelters, getting a call from our team mm -hmm. saying, hey, we're praying for you, crying on the phone because they got a call when they hear bombs falling. Where, where I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. This is, this is where we are needed. People that are online with us, uh, they're, they're tuning in for hanging on to every word we have to say. And we're here for them. Partly because of you. It's because of you, you're a partner with our ministry. Thank you, Joel. I want to say, before we start the home group, we were talking about how the church is a light on a hill. You know, we're the salt of the world. And we're supposed to stand out. When the rest of the world's talking about gloom and doom, and it seems like everything's going wrong direction, we need to have a, a, a kingdom mindset. And we need to keep eternity in our minds and be available to people. And I want to say something else. Somebody said to me, aren't you going to get out of there? What message would that give? When people have need, and they, they get a message that Rick and Denise hit the road, what kind of message is that? This, does Jesus abandon us in our difficult moments? No. Never. He's right there. He doesn't budge. And in this respect, we're doing our best to be like the Lord. We're, we're on site. We're standing right where we need to be to be for people. This is a time not to hit the road. It's a time to stay where God's called you on assignment. We're supposed to raise our little light and say, hey, we got the answers over here. The Bible is the answer. And you know what? Rough times pass. And this is going to end. And all the headaches that we're dealing with right now by just living in Russia and being very isolated by the rest of the world, we're going to get through this. We are going to get through this. And we want to say thank you for praying for us. Your prayers are very effective. In Philippians 1, verse 19, the Apostle Paul says, I know this is going to result in good things because of your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And the very fact that you are praying for us, it's very powerful. And we know that everything's going to be okay. Your prayers and the supply of the Spirit, we're going to get through this. Jesus is empowering us. Amen, guys. Amen. 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 The other thing I think about is, you know, I don't want to hear Jesus say, where were you? Where were you when my people needed you? You had the answer. You had the gospel. You could have shared that with somebody. And I want to be able to say, we were there, we were doing our job. We stayed at our post. And I think that's what Jesus expects of us. And Amen. you know, the Bible says that if you go, he'll go with us. And that means we'll have all the power we need to get done what mm. needs to be done. You know, we're, this is the, the last night this week we're giving this to you. We want you to have it. Signs you'll see just before Jesus comes. If you go online or give us a call, we'll get it right to you. It's a wonderful book about everything Jesus said would happen in the 
age right before he comes for the church. We just want you to have it. But Father, we thank you that you are with us. You're with every one of our friends and our partners. Help us, Lord, to fixate on the word of God and not just on what we hear in the media. Help us, Lord, to live in the 91st Psalm and to tread on serpents and scorpions as needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. 